Steven and I play this game called in Hebrew Bull Pgia. It's it's kind of like a, a I think there's a name for it in English cows and bulls or something. It's basically there's a board there's pins in six colors and you choose only four and place them in a certain order from left to right could be green red yellow blue and i set up the initial sequence and i cover it and then the opponent starts guessing so let's say he says well yellow blue orange green and i give him feedback as to which color is right and which one is in the right location. And it is a very interesting strategy game because while you do start off guessing, you go from guessing to deduction, simple deduction. You say, well, if I have three of the colors right, none of the positions right, you start changing it and you get another feedback and you build feedback upon feedback until you can find all the right colors and the right sequence, the right locations of each one. And it's very interesting because the person who ordained the original sequence is also the one that has to give back the feedback. And that feedback must be accurate. Because if I give the wrong feedback, let's say he got all the right colors, but I accidentally told him he only got three of the colors, or if he got something in the right location and I accidentally told him it was not the right location, he can never get to the right sequence because the feedback is wrong. And as we keep playing the game, we will find a paradox. Well, I know the blue cannot be here because he said the blue is not there. But what if he made a mistake and actually the blue should be there? And now I can never solve the puzzle. And I was thinking about it in the spiritual sense. See, there are many ways to Yeshua, but only one way to the Father. You can dismiss a prophecy, you can dismiss ten prophecies, you can dismiss a hundred prophecies. You can dismiss Isaiah 53. You can dismiss Zechariah 9, riding on a donkey. You can dismiss, we looked at him who has pierced. You can dismiss the virgin birth. You can dismiss anything you want. As long as you don't dismiss Yeshua. But if you do dismiss Yeshua, you can never come to the Father because then you have a donut within a donut. Within a donut. In the hole. Right, right there in the middle, and you cannot understand the scripture because it's impossible. Because if you actually put the pieces together for God's plan, what it is all about, the Torah, to try to fully understand, well, what is it? What's the purpose of all of this? What, what, what is it? Is it just some random book for nonsense to go to synagogue and put the feeling every day? What's the purpose here? <laughs> Is God just a figment of our imagination, something that doesn't make sense just to, you know, squeeze money out of us so we give tithe and offering to religious people? What is it? And see, that's what many of the Jews did. They removed 
the essential piece from the equation. They said, ah, no, that's not what it is. Well, then there is no way to solve it because everything since the beginning was about righteousness. And ever since we fell into sin, it was about atonement and restoration. From the third chapter of the first book, The Fall of Man. And unless you put Yeshua right there in the middle of it, there is no answer, there is no solution. Because when Adonai came to Israel, he provided a sacrificial system based on the blood of innocent, blameless, spotless animals. And even that was not sufficient because he said, well, that's continual. It was not a one-time thing and you're good. No, it was continual because we were continually sinful. So you had to do it every day. And then in Yom Kippur, once a year, you had to do an extra one to kind of cover up the whole year, to sum it up, to cover even for the place where the sacrifices were brought. And it was a continual thing because, well, new generation, everybody keep on sinning. And where does it end? There has to be a stop where the cycle breaks and something new takes place. Otherwise, well, goats, bulls, you know, rams, they would all go extinct and the people will keep on sinning because how do we stop that cycle? Obviously, we cannot on our own strength, so there has to be something more. And that's Jeremiah 31, to write the Torah on our house. But how do we get to that place? Because before that can take place, we have to be atoned for so that we can approach him who writes the Torah on our heart. And we know that God said it is the blood that makes atonement in Vayikra 17.11. The blood, because the life is in the blood. So you take away that sacrificial system, as indeed it happened, 70 AD, the destruction of Jerusalem and the second temple. There is no way to get atonement. Not to mention that you also need a high priest and, well, there is no more high priest except the one that God ordained, who is also the atonement for sin. Isaiah 53, he has taken the chastisement of our sins. He is the one that gives us peace, restoration. And not only that, but he also is the one that by that atonement, gives us access to the Holy Spirit, the spiritual tutor that writes Torah on our heart because he is inside of us and he is aware of our faults and he corrects us. Without him, it is impossible to reach perfection. Because, well, we're blind. How can a blind person ever learn to read and write unless he is taught by someone who can see, who can teach him? Right? Helen Keller, the movie, The Miracle Worker. We have to have that teacher, the Holy Spirit. It is impossible without him. See, so the Jews try to cover it up and mix the sacrifices with prayers about the sacrifices. They replace the high priest with rabbis. They replace the temple with synagogues. They replace the offerings with three times a day sidur prayers. But... That's not what God said. Without the shedding of innocent, blameless, spotless blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And that has to be done by the high priest anointed by God. There is no anointed one. The rabbis are not anointed. The word rabbi is not even in the Torah. The synagogues are not anointed. God said there is only one 
temple, there's only one dwelling place, and that is on the holy city where God chose. He didn't say every neighborhood put out a temple. That's all the high places that he rebuked, told them to destroy. And he never told anyone to pray three times a day, by the way. It was only the priests that brought the offerings twice a day. The people did not have any part of this, except for the one who brought the offering. And that was, you know, once in a while, not three times a day. <laughs> or else you would go broke really fast if you brought three sheep every day. Yeah, it wouldn't take long for your whole flock to die out. That's not what they did. And yet, all of that, and you're still not atoned for. You can never reach forgiveness because you're not bringing innocent blood to atone for you. And you have no high priest. So, there is no way to solve this equation, to solve the puzzle without Yeshua. Not to mention the new heavens and the new earth, Isaiah 65, Isaiah 66, right? The judgment of the righteous and the unrighteous, Ezekiel 18, Daniel 12. All of these things are unsolvable, except you accept Yeshua as Messiah. And understand what he said when he came, was rejected, and say, You will not see me again until you are ready. And say, Baruch Abba, B'Shem Adonai. Welcome is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You have to put those pieces together in the right order in order to receive the full picture and solve the equation. You will never reach the Father otherwise. So it doesn't matter if you miss out on a prophecy or two. I did not come to Yeshua because of prophecies. I was drawn by the Spirit. <laughs> prophecy or not, I didn't know everything. You don't have to know everything and you never will anyway, so it doesn't matter. All you have to do is be drawn by the Spirit. You have to be willing. You have to be hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for the Father, and let Him lead you. He will give you breadcrumbs. Yes, He did. He threw me a crumb over here, a crumb over there, and I was hungry, so I swallowed it up and followed His lead, followed the crumbs, followed the guides, the clues, and I was seeking. Seek and you shall find problem is most are not seeking, they're just content. Content with their form of religiousness. So that you have a form of godliness, but not the power thereof. You have no strength in your spiritual walk. It's just something that you do. Go to synagogue, pray three times a day, put on your kippah, your tefillin. What is all this nonsense? It's not even in the Torah, none of it. The Torah is to love Adonai. He said, Devarim 30, He is your life. That is the purpose of your life, to love Him, to cling to Him, to be with Him, to seek Him. Adonai is the purpose. And yet none of you seek Him. You just do your religious thing and go about your life. Today is Shabbat, obviously. Shmini Atzeret, the eighth day assembly. The symbolic day of the new heavens, the new earth. And yet in Israel they all celebrate Simchat Torah. Where is that in the Torah? I get it, you know, allegedly it's supposed to be something good, right? You celebrate the Torah. But did God tell us to do that? No. He said today is the eighth day assembly, Shmini Atzeret. Why do you pervert his holy days and make it look like it's something else that it isn't? But again, they remove the pieces from the equation, so it's unsolvable. You know, you remove Yeshua. 
the eighth day, the circumcision. When do you get circumcised? Eight days. When did the Shekinah glory come down on the tent of meeting? On the eighth day. When did the Shekinah glory fall on the temple of Solomon? On the eighth day. When is the new Jerusalem, the Shekinah glory, is going to come down on us, on the new creation, on the eighth millennial day? We are now at the end of the sixth, then we get the seventh, Yeshua reigning as Mashiach for a thousand years. Where do we get that? In Revelation. And Revelation comes from Yeshua. So again, you remove Yeshua from the equation, you can never solve the equation. Yeshua is the main ingredient. He is the center. He is the source. You cannot come to the Father unless through the Son. And you cannot come to the Son unless you are drawn by the Father. Ah, you didn't think of that one, did you? <laughs> Many times we condemn people for not coming to Yeshua, but we forget nobody can come to him unless the Father draws them. Think about that. Sure, everybody has free will. Yes and no. Because what is free will anyway? God's will is done. You can do it willingly or unwillingly. Accept it or reject it. It's going to get done. You don't really have a say in this. Except for the fact that you can choose whether you want to be a part of it willingly or just let it happen without your willing participation. But it's still going to happen nevertheless. You're just not going to get the reward of that thing happening. But it will happen. God's will be done. God's kingdom will come. And unless you are one of the builders, one of the participators, you will not participate in the reward, which is the new kingdom. Where only those who love the Lord and are obedient to Him will be. So you got some serious decisions to make. Some serious questioning. Is it really worth it for you to deny Yeshua? Be faithful to the rabbis, be faithful to Judaism, be faithful to your tradition, all while rejecting the only way to salvation, the only way to the Father, the only way to God? Is it really worth it to keep crucifying your Mashiach, your Savior, the only one that loves you, gave up his life for you, suffered torment for you? He didn't have to suffer, you did, but he said, I love you. I'll do it for you. Nobody else did that. And yet, he is the one that you scorn, that you mock, that you blaspheme, that you swear. You wicked, perverted people. Lord will not have mercy on you. Well, he will if you repent, but <laughs> if you don't, no, there will be no mercy. You will experience the wrath of God for trampling his only begotten son, his beloved, the firstborn of his creation, his word. You will suffer the consequence of your rebellion, of your corruption of your destruction of the Holy One of God.
Repent, you fools. When love was young And I believed in you Our hearts were pure And our dreams they were too That's when I saw that not all is light For love cast a shadow in Oh, cast 
When we first met Yes, I knew that, that Yes, at that first moment That I'd be yours And you'll be Love was young. 